Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 144, Share the Gospel. We are broadcasting live, well, live for us, from our GUSQ, the worldwide headquarters of the Gospel Underground. I'm here with my friend Jesse Fury. He does not have on Bonhoeffer House gear today. This morning when I got dressed. Yeah, look at you. Let's but go. I do. Video oh, people what's represent. Up? Yeah. yeah, when I got dressed today, I thought I cannot wear <laughs> one of my two Bonhoeffer House sweatshirts because every episode of the last probably five I've just rotated between the two. And I and I uh and I would make note of it because we we <laughs> briefly talked about it last time. But Jesse, Father's Day was Sunday. Did you have a good one, man? I had a great Father's Day. Mm. I had a great Father's Day. Um, it was almost perfect. Someone brought you slippers when you got out of bed. <laughs> I said almost perfect. Uh, well, I preached, I preached on Sunday, um, but then, uh, but then, and that was good. But then we went. My my three older kids and I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Ooh, three in the movie very theater. Very nice. Very nice. And I don't go to the movie theater very much, so yeah. then, you know, I got to. Pl- Hit the little uh, recline button in the in the movie theater. Did you guys seat. come to Blacksburg to the? No, we went yeah. to Christiansburg. Christiansburg, yeah, awesome, awesome. But it was it was fun. So watching that, and then we had a big. Um, Jenny made a big pot roast dinner, which was great. So it was a great, great day. Um, it's not a review. What do you think about Guardians of the Galaxy? Right back. Galaxy Three. We haven't done a review show. Oh, I, I'm not prepared to do a review I like the movie. <laughs> the it franchise was, is good. The yeah, third one the, was the first yeah. one was my favorite. The third one might be now. I mean, it was. Re- I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think my son put it above the others as well. It's either one, three, two, or three, one, Me two. Too. Yeah. For, for most people. And so if you haven't seen it, there is a tender father moment in the, uh, no spoiler exactly, but with Drax where he's, oh, yeah. uh, my kids were like, dad, did you cry during Guardians 3? Like, yeah. They're like, we know what you did. And of course they, they, <laughs> they do. They, yes, they, they, yeah. they know what gets yep. me where. Me where too. The, at that, that scene and actually seeing it develop and watching, yeah. watching him. I mean, oh yeah, it was, it was great. And speaking of of a reviewish, didn't you get something great for Father's oh my, Day? Oh my gosh, I, I, Jesse! I for me, th- for me, not for everybody, but for me, I think I got the greatest uh, Father's Day gift of all time. I was actually at my mother's house, and she lives in Collierville, Tennessee, right outside of Memphis. And uh, uh, Gib Gib Gibson, uh, my friend, who's the pastor of Living Hope Church in Piperton, right across the border. I think Piperton's officially Mississippi. But I preached there, and I told them all on Sunday. I was preaching about you know fatherhood and fatherhood of God. And I said, "Hey, look, man, I don't know who won Father's Day except for me. I did win Father's Day. My kids got me a custom carbon steel. Like I guess there's this company called East Georgia Metals, and lots of other companies, uh, a similar in task and uh, purpose that I guess can laser print into metal stuff, right? So they got me uh, for one of my uh, cooking. Uh, smoker grill thing for your rectech. for my rectech RT three eighty X RT three eighty. So my bullseye, they got me a three hundred eighty square inch circular uh, carbon steel version of my logo of the Gospel Underout, and it looks so dope. And, and, and my wife looked at it, she goes, "Well, because it's here and I've cooked on it." She was like, "Yeah, it's a pretty huge logo. It leaves a big gap. There's no metal there with the whole logo." I was like, "Yeah, they probably." 
could have made it smaller, but it looks great. And but it cooks great. I did some steaks on it. I did a uh, chuck roast now on it. So one of your um, kids, I think it was Kai, showed it to me before they bought it. She said, "What do you think? You think my dad? When I, one of those, you know, I go to the bathroom every time before before we record. I was in your house and they, and and I didn't know what it was because she didn't tell me. She said, "What do you think about this?" I was like, "It looks great. It's it's, it's the logo. It's the logo." She's like, "No, it's a grill grate." I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh." It is. Reed is going to. I'll love show it to that. you when yeah. you walk out today because yeah. it's. Uh, it is the best Father's Day gift. Apologies to all my other kids' Father's Day gifts, but this is the best Father's. I'm going to show gift it to my I've kids. Yeah. Hey guys, look at this. Look at what Reed got. <laughs> you know who else has an organization with a logo that could be made into a grill grate? Your own dad. Put a hammer and quill of the house. <laughs> well, Jesse, this is a hard right turn in our podcast. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads. Encur- We've said this many times, ladies. Encourage men. They need encouragement. Um, a man who stays in, serves, suffers, uh, goes on hard for his family, uh, is commendable and needs all of our support. The world, dad is destiny. We we've talked about this on the podcast. I certainly talked about it in the sermon on Sunday. That if men are present in a way that's kind and good and loving and supportive of children, uh, outcomes of lives mm. are different. So. Amen, Jesse. We're back in our series, right? Asseldar. Re- real witness, right? In a in a raging culture. That's we right. are in Asseldar. We did amongst having a presence among people. It has to take for a real witness to take place. Share your life. We shared some practical things. Uh, thanks for the feedback. We got some positive feedback yeah. from you guys. Uh, you guys thinking out there of how you can share your life in your community out there. And hey, shout out to Colin Girardi, Gospel Underground intern, Special Projects Ninja this summer, who's been putting clips together for us on our brand new Instagram account for the GU. So if you're not following that, there are good little teasers, minute to two minute clips that you can share with other people and encourage them. Ultimately, we want more people to check out the podcast. That's the goal. So among share your life today, Jesse, we complete the donkey. Uh, among share 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 the gospel again we're not writing this on a whiteboard but uh listen is next asshole dar share the good news now jesse someone shared the good news with us at some point in our lives and we heard the gospel we responded in repentance and faith probably converted before that depending on your theology uh, made alive uh destiny changed is it worth it for us to care about sharing good news in this world? Mm. Someone shared the gospel with me, right? Someone shared the gospel with you. Yes, it's worth it. You know, um, I'm I'm excited about this one because I think I think uh, being among it's not it's not that hard. I mean, you know, it takes intention. Be around folk. Yeah, yeah be around people. Sharing your life. You know, now we're getting a little bit more hard, but you yeah. know, it's still sort of like yeah, I can make a sandwich. I, I read that. You know, Eva Schaefer quote. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I make a sandwich and I cut the cut it in diagonal. Anyway, yeah. okay, well that's but still the cost of that is pretty low, right? right? People like generally people being they're like kind and loving you. to other people. I, this yes. is delicious. The cost here is much higher. That's right, because but if, it's still worth it if we want to call people to Jesus. We call them to repentance, and faith, and to bow a knee to Him. Because he is our rightful creator, Lord, master, savior, and king. Uh, that's different, right, for life. We, receiving kindness is one thing. Uh, repenting, turning from sin and self to God uh, in Christ is another thing. If, if, if anything, Jesse, over the last, even our early careers, we were both in campus ministry, yeah. you know, with the intention of sharing the gospel with young people. 
um, in probably the early 2000s, I would say, and, and going forward, there was a robust discussion amongst American Christianity about m- being missional, right? Uh, in fact, the word missional was debated ad, yeah. ad nauseum at times yeah. uh, because, you know, some people that were saying they were missional were this way and some people saying they were missional were another way. Um, and missional is just an adjective, right? It's a, it's it's an, an adjective form, I think, of mission. So if somebody's missional, it means they're living on a mission. Now, what is the mission is always the important question with that term. But if I had one critique of all parts of the missional movement, say in North America, even some of the theologically driven missional community that we're, we would say very much mm-hmm. we've been a part of, is that we were very good at uh, being present, very good at sharing our life, very good. Hey, let's hang out with the non-Christian guys in a bar, tattoo shops, whatever, wherever God sends us, right? right? But I think there was a hesitancy to get to get clarity uh, about Jesus at yeah. times. And if we want to be missional in the sense of what the actual mission of God is we really do have to care about talking about Jesus. After all, we're, we're the Christians. We can love, you know, uh, Premier League soccer or barbecue, like some of the things I like, or or, or photographer or uh, origami, like some of you may like. Uh, but if we only talk about, you know, talking to my son, if he only talks to comic book people about comic book people, well, he's a comic book person. Right. Um, God wants us to be uh, his people as we are present and sharing our lives with those other things. They don't get centered. He does. And we're we're the Jesus people, right? So um, speaking of him is our honor and privilege to do so. Now, if we're going to be on mission or what that mission is, Jesse, you've heard me probably say this in various contexts and places uh, in teaching different people lots of times. But there's there's something about Jesus that I really appreciate. If you take the time to read the actual Gospels in the New Testament, he is not this obscure person who didn't say what he was up to, right? In fact, um, he was very clear with certain people. Obviously, he was a little bit uh, hidden with other folks, what he was doing. But he was very clear at times with his disciples, progressively showing them more and more until these moments of clarity. In fact, the Gospel of Mark is structured that way, where it's like he's giving these, like he's doing things, right? And they're like, oh, what's going on here? He's showing his mastery over his lordship over nature and demons and all these other things. So it's like, oh, it's starting to get in focus who he is. And then he just makes it plain. Mm. And there are a couple times where Jesus speaks of himself in the third person where he says, the Son of Man came to do this. And two places that I really, really like are Mark chapter 10, where he says... The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Giving your life, Jesus also said, greater love has no one man than this, that will lay his life down for his friends. So Jesus was clear that he came not to be served, but to serve. He came to love and to serve people. So that's part of his mission. He also said in Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And these little couplets I've used for years mm. to structure like, hey, Jesus' mission, he came to love and to serve. Mm. I should do that, right? Uh, Jesus' mission, he came to seek and to save, right? He said, peace peace be with you as the Father has sent me in the way the Father sent me, uh, sacrificial love and giving his life for others, proclaiming good news. Even so, I am sending you. So that's our role in the world. When, so when we talk about being present, 
sharing our life and sharing the gospel, these are the things we're talking about. I love that John 20, 21 verse, especially for for any of our listeners who are more theologically minded and want to kind of, there's something there that that gets at uh, the the sort of missiological impulse of the kingdom of God and what God's doing, Father, Son, and Spirit. You've got the triune God, yeah. the sending, the participation with us. I'm going with you. I'm giving you my spirit. He breathes on them. That's, that's right. right. That's right. But the, but it's also very direct. Yes. I am sending you. That's right. That's right. Seek and save, <sighs> love and serve. So yeah, I love that that passage as, as far as framing this idea of sharing not just our lives, yeah. but sharing the gospel, the yeah. good news. Amen. And you, Jesse and I do work in church planter residency design and training, mm-hmm. training young men to plant churches. Right. And we start with that, the triune God, because we're theologically driven. The Father creates the world, sends the world into existence. He creates human beings, uh, and then he pursues them in the in, in and through, we'll get into the lapsarianisms, in and through the fall, where people sin and turn aside from him. To the point where Jesus comes, fulfills the mission of God, and then sends us in that same mission. It's triune, the, the church, animated by the Spirit, mm-hmm. sent into the world uh, to share our life and share the gospel. This is in First Thessalonians 2, 8. We cared so much for you that we are pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. So this idea of among share, share is really biblical. This is the way... Paul and the apostolic crew band uh, live together. So this this involves us living our lives in this, what I call an overlapping space, what we call here on the underground, the, the borderlands, borderlands, right? We have to live there. So we have to get into those spaces we talked about last time so that sharing the gospel, the Jesus people, sharing the gospel is possible. Now, Jesse... Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, ways that people might go about, hey, I need to go share the gospel. What have you seen out in them streets? What is some of the training you've experienced? What What is the good, the bad, the ugly in that? Oh, sure. We So, you know, I think anything from, you've already kind of mentioned this as far as the missional movement, and, and most of the kind of theologically driven missional folks that I was around 20 years ago would have not kind of gone so far as to, as to misquote Francis, to say, share the gospel, always use words when necessary. (laughs) But in a lot of ways, that's kind of the way that it it worked out. So I'd say that's one way. Be the good news. Yeah, yeah. 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 Demonstrate the gospel or be the gospel. And and I've always kind of, you know, I think I heard, uh, I'm not old enough to have heard Martin Lloyd-Jones say it, but I heard a recording of Martin Lloyd-Jones early on in my Christian life say... Who was a British preacher, medical doctor turned minister. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, say uh, the gospel is a message... So we don't, we cannot live it. Yeah. We can right. only proclaim it. That's right. We can that's live right. a life that demonstrates the power of it. That's that, right. Uh, that sort of is congruent with it, that is attractive, that uh, can even adorn it. That's right. That's right. And I think, right, I, I like to use the term two hands, right? You've got a right hand and a left hand. I think this idea of loving and serving and seeking and saving in the mission of Jesus, it's so complimentary. Yeah. Like if you live a life worthy of the gospel, if you are kind to people, if you do love and serve your community, when you want to say something, there's a little different environment there that would be otherwise if you're just like a jerk lobbing bombs on people. At the same time, we can't just like say, hey, be nice, and you manifest uh, the gospel to people because the gospel needs to be heard and responded to by by people. 
And so the news needs to be heralded or proclaimed yeah. in, in certain ways. That doesn't mean you stand on the street, street corner necessarily yelling at folks, but you may want to do that if that's your calling. But there are ways, yeah. right, to yeah. share the good news. Uh, necessarily, though, we have to know. Uh, we have to know the story of God. We have to know the gospel in order to share it well. And at first glance, if you, you know, like you and me, I came to faith through something called <clears> like, a little booklet called Would You Like to Know God Personally? It's a version of the four spiritual four laws. laws. The KGP, Knowing God Personally. The KGP. Yeah. This, that always sounded like uh, the Russian spy yeah. organization. Hey, share the KGP <laughs> with somebody. You know, comrades. Like, comrades, share. Uh, the, the, you know, God loves you. We're sinners. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus Christ, the only way that you return from sin. You don't live a self-centered life. You mm-hmm. live a Christ-centered life. Um, really good way. And so if you've been around that, you're like, oh, the gospel, you know, what I've shared with you of a first importance, 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ died for our sins according to Scripture. But the gospel is used in broad ways. And we've had whole episodes that you've done on this podcast, Jesse, on what the gospel is and its scope. And so it's a little daunting to, to wrestle with the whole Bible in conversation with others. And so there's been tracks created, you know, two ways to live, four spiritual laws, Romans roads. Uh, the th- three circles is the the North American Mission Board one. Three circles, yep. Uh, the four, which is FCA's currently, which is kind of a knockoff of the four laws kind of. Um, there's abbreviations to try to help people. And so I was wrestling with this personally uh, in church planting in the northeastern U.S., trying to say I want to share more of the big story of God with people and not just make it centered on an individual. Like, hey, I hear the gospel, I repent of my sin, become a Christian. That part's important, but I wanted to share more so that that story of a conversion of an individual would be in the context of the bigger story of God. So years ago, Jesse, I, I, you know, like most things do, you scribble on napkins or pieces of paper, and I, I just wrote this little thing down to summarize to help uh, our church mm. and help some young people that I was leading in a large church in Nashville to understand the bigger story of the gospel so that we would see where we find ourselves in it, but also uh, a way that could be communicated, right, in a way that's simple. I call it the gospel diamond. Now, I'm just going to give a heads up. If you're listening to this podcast on like a podcast app like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, we do throw images up on screen. So if you're just doing the audio and you have your phone and you happen to look on the screen, you're going to see a picture, Mm. right? And I'm going to show you the picture of this thing we call the gospel diamond. Obviously, if you find the video or a clip, uh, we're we're going to throw this in the video itself. So the the gospel diamond is just a simple way to know the story of God. It begins with creation. There's one God who created all things: the earth, the universe, energy, space, time, rocks, matters, trees, crickets. Uh, everything that there is is created by God. Human beings were created uniquely in the image and likeness of God. And so, Jesse, this doctrine of creation is very important for people to understand the gospel. And I want to throw in a few things as we go through this simple gospel diamond mm. today. For you guys out there, if you want to talk about pe- to people about God, you can start with creation. In fact, the Bible assumes that people start there. They look at the heavens above, they look at the creation itself, and can infer something from it, mm. right? And so I want to give you guys today a few questions that you can actually use in dialogue with others. And this doesn't have to be some big event showdown at the Gospel Corral Corner where you're trying to get someone from A to B and into the kingdom all at once. 
but just questions you can ask people to help them think about the right things. For instance, um, there's an old phrase from Monty Python where a constable, like a cop, right in England, uh, comes up and says, hello, what's all this then? Uh, and, I, <laughs> and I always, that phrase always, I thought it was so funny because he was trying, comes into this scene trying to understand it. And I think we should do the same thing about when we look at creation, yeah. when we see beaches and yeah. mountains and uh, caribou, right? And we should say, hello, what's, what is all what's this? What's all this then? Right. Where did all this stuff come from? Do you ever wonder why we are here? Is there any purpose to it? Um, what do we make of beauty when we see it standing on a mountain or the immensity of the ocean that, hey, you know, you look up and you think of the gazillions of galaxies now. We're pretty small. Um, does this mean our lives have no significance mm. or tremendous ex- significance? These are simply questions that you can use to have others talk about their encounter of creation. Yeah, and I have found a lot of these questions require one, two, ten follow-up questions. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes, where did all this stuff come from? And it's like, oh, well... You know, over billions of years, the big bang, the, you know, but you, you kind of keep yeah. pressing, like, yeah. okay, but but how did that happen? Where, That's right. That's where right. did it come from before that? That's you know, right. That's right. Um, or the why questions. Why are we here? Yeah, I find that why questions are the most important if we press in with somebody. But uh, what we want is to to get people to feel a little bit of transcendence, which human beings do universally. It seems like we seem like we can transcend ourselves. Now, if you're a naturalist, atheist person, you think, well, our brains have this capacity or whatever to think beyond themselves. And that was kind of a big, uh, big turn on the evolutionary uh, turnpike, so to speak. But the reality is we can think beyond ourselves. We're very temporally oriented. We know we have a past, a present, a future, even maybe beyond, you know, human civilizations wrestled with death and beyond the grave constantly. And I think we want to ask questions to get to maybe this universe Mm. with all its mathematical beauty and design has been made by a purpose. Now, the question beyond that, how can we know perhaps that that creator? And so as you go forward in the gospel dime, there's a line upward called promise and a line downward called fall or the fall into sin, which is the biblical narrative we see in Genesis 3, which God graciously created male and female, told them that creation was good and that it was theirs to steward following God in his ways. But yet our first parents chose right to disobey God and do life their way and sinned against God. And as a result, the world is in a state of fracture, a state of curse, out of rhythm with God and us with each mm. other. Human beings, we are separated from God and from other people. We're under God's just wrath and condemnation for sin. We feel life doesn't work, right? Suffering is everywhere. We stand guilty before God in either active rebellion. Some people are in active rebellion against God. Some are in passive indifference. Eh, who cares? Towards their creator, right? Now, even at the same time, and this is where I like this little diagram, uh, the Gospel Diamond, is that at the same time, that human beings sinned, God promises to redeem. This is in Genesis 3, uh, where God says that in the future there will be one born of a woman who will crush the head of the serpent, mm. right? Uh, the first gospel, the Proto-Evangelion uh, in Genesis. And now, Jesse, people don't like to talk about sinning or that them being a sinner, do they? No, and I do think this is part <laughs> yeah. of why 
there's some cost to sharing the good news is that you, you really do have to talk about sin, which is not really, it's kind of out of fashion. To, yeah, yeah. Even amongst about, some Christians yeah. that preach the gospel without talking about sin. Yeah, but, I, but I, at the same time, I don't find it actually to be very hard yeah. to talk at least about evil. Yes, Yes. Uh, or about suffering, and and I f- I find if I'm a- if I'm asking questions about like so okay why is it that there's so much injustice in the world yeah yeah um, why is it that we all know right yeah. so so why is it that we all know that the Nazis were bad yeah 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 how, how do we know that you know yeah. what why why is it that um you know the world is full why why when I'm hurting do I feel like this isn't right that's right something's wrong something's yeah. wrong why isn't right. why am I not just like of course I that's heard. Right. That's right. You know, um, those sorts of things often. And then, and then I think helping someone to locate like, you know, and why is it that I do things that I know are wrong? Yeah. Why, yeah. Why, what ha- I have an internal conflict. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, these are the these are great questions, Jesse. They, these are the kinds of things I think really get to the heart of the gospel, because not only do we know that the world's created, we actually have this intuition that it's really broken. Um, I think G.K. Chesterton was the one that said that the doctrine of sin and the fall of man is the most empirically verifiable uh, doctrine of the Christian faith, that people are bad and do bad stuff. It's everywhere, right? And so we can ask our friends, hey, does the world seem to be a good place to you, a rough place? Uh, Why is there so much injustice? Now, some people say, if you ask today, why are uh, you know why is there so much injustice? They might say, you know, because of the MAGA people, or because of white people, or because of the left, or because of their political enemies, or whatever. And I, this is where I've I have really found like people have the have a kind of initial thought that doesn't have a lot behind it a lot of times, I, and I do right. too. But like, so really, just asking, like, do you really believe that though? Like, let's yeah. just let's just yeah. say, let's say that. You know the 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 balances were scaled just perfectly. Would it all go away? Would yeah. we all just get? Do you really believe that? Yeah. Like no. But at yeah. the end of the day, no. We yeah. most of us don't. In fact, the, our educational system, at least in public educational system, is 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 working so hard to tell people that they're basically good people, all of yeah. them. But yet the world's de- the world's still full of bad. If people are so good, why do people act so bad? Mm. Um, why you know Nazi Germany was the most educated, forward thinking, kind of technologically sophisticated country in Europe, probably at the time when when all this went down in the twentieth century. Um, is doing evil just the business of our political enemies? Is, mm. is there enough wrong to share? Uh, you mentioned this, Jesse. The world is full of pain and suffering. And here's the important question. Why do we think that's wrong? Yeah. Why why isn't it just like is, right? Uh, uh we think no, that's evil, that's unjust. If we're just atoms and energy and flux and there is no god, there is no good and evil. There we are just flux. It is just things passing through. We might seem some of it's icky or yucky to me, but it's not wrong. Yeah, to me that's the difference between um apologetics just for apologetics sake and evangelism for the sake of sharing the gospel is pressing on why is it that we feel that way? What's That's why right. is it what is it cutting against the grain of? Yeah. And what is that thing that you have inside of yes. you telling you that you need? Yeah, I always in in evangelism trainings that I do, Jesse, I always say when we talk to people, and we'll talk about this a lot next week. When we listen to them, we need to see what makes them tick. That's the stuff they love and mm. worship and think is great, and what ticks them off. Mm. And when you find something that makes people angry, we need to stay there. We need to listen. Well, we'll talk about. I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll do this next week, but we need to say, hey, hey, wait, no, you think this is really bad? This, you think these MAGA people or whoever are really, really bad? 
Why is that? Yeah. And, and, and we are getting at something very important because, look, simple questions. How do we think God would want us to treat people? And what happens when we don't, mm-hmm. right? If you want to be honest with your own self, for a second, guys, you listen. How do, how do you think God wants you to treat your family, people you work with, uh, the, the referee of your kid's sports game? Um, we start to reveal something about the brokenness of creation in the hearts of people uh, that is very important if we're going to understand the gospel. If people don't think they have any uh, sin or guilt or anything, it, the gospel does not make sense to them. Mm. Now, that's why we also pray, guys, that God, the Spirit of God, would convict people of their sin. Um, so the gospel diamond, start in creation, draw a line to the right, up, you go promise, God will redeem, down, you go fall, brokenness. Both at the top and the bottom of this diamond is a cross. The cross is central. The person of Jesus is central. Uh, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the person of Jesus. God incarnate came to earth to die for our sin and to forgive sinners. He displayed in us uh, the life and teaching of who God is and what God has done. His death is at the same time, simultaneously, the darkest day in human history, right? The unjust murder of the Son of God, but at the same time, the brightest day in human history, right? Jesus' death pays the penalty for sin, satisfies the wrath of God, and brings us back, uh, heals the brokenness, uh, closes the gap, bridges that gulf between us and God so that we are back in relationship, of one that's based on the promises of God, mm. covenant. Now, when we get to the person of Jesus, we don't want to leave. If you're talking to somebody and you start to say, hey, what if God, and, and I think this is a good rhetorical strategy you gotta say, to ask hypothetical questions to our friends. What if God would want to heal the brokenness? What if God would want to forgive the guilty? What if God would want to do that? Would that be interested to you? And then when we talk about Jesus, we'll, we just want to get there and stay there. Why do you think, you know, these are questions you could use with your friends. Why do you think Jesus made such a big impact on the world? And when you ask a question like that, we should what? Shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Because you learn what's going on with someone. Um, who do you think Jesus was? What do you? Why do you think he died? Um, would it be a big deal to you if it's true that Jesus rose from the dead? Right? Do you think people need to be forgiven in this life? Why? How does forgiveness change people and relationships? What if God was willing to forgive you mm. and forgive me? That's really good, and I, I was I'm think, thinking about this all afresh because I'm reading through First Corinthians right now with my family, and uh, just good job, Dad. Yeah, we were just <laughs> looking at First uh, Corinthians two this morning when Paul says, "I resolve to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified," yeah. and, the, and really the whole he's making this whole argument of so that you wouldn't be convinced by my eloquence, That's but by right. the power of the message, the power That's of the gospel. Right. That's right. And so, yeah, I was just, I've been reminded that, like, we're, we're not carrying around this, like, kind of weak and fragile message that we have to protect and sort of posture, say, oh, this... Or like, hide. Hi, let me hide it, or let me sort of give you... you know, before you hear this, let me just... That's it's right. like, actually, this is powerful. That's right. This is the power for salvation, this message. Yeah, Romans with the power of God for salvation all mm-hmm. to all who believe. Um, so, guys, don't don't dumb down the message, make the message biblical, front to back, creation, fall, redemption in Jesus Christ. Now, here's the beauty, Um, and this is what I, Jesse, why I share this kind of idea with people, is that when someone puts their faith in Jesus Christ, it's not like, hey, I'm, I'm saved now, 
and I'm going to go to heaven when I die, and that's it. There's something beautiful that happens. If you At the top of the gospel diamond is a cross. At the bottom is a cross. There is two things that lead us towards the future. There is redemption, where we come up from the fall to be reunited with God and His church and His people and His mission, and then we continue going forward by His grace mm. until kingdom come to manifest the kingdom of God. This is the purpose we have on the earth. People love causes, Jesse. In fact, um, people get behind things, right, uh, in significant ways, put their whole time, energy, and they become preachers. We're, we see this in American culture now, where uh, in June, we're in June, which is Pride Month, and there are preachers, there are symbols, there is uh, evangelism happening, there is holy wars being, uh, mm. uh, you know, between the political left and the political right, between Bud Light and Target and the Human Rights Campaign and athletes and Congress hearings going on right now. People are passionate about things. People are passionate about causes. That's just an example of our current day. Um, we need to communicate to people that the cause of Jesus Christ, the mission of Jesus Christ, the glory of Jesus Christ, the honor of Jesus Christ, You, when you get saved, when God forgives you of your sins and unites him to himself in his son and brings you into the church, he's given you a cause and a mission yeah. to participate in as the Father sent me. So now I'm sending you by the Holy Spirit in our lives. We're to love and to serve our community as he seeks and saves the lost through us. Yeah, I like this. I like the diamond here because of the way that there's the personal. Because I think a lot of times there, it's clear that there's a personal redemption being offered, or at least I hope it's clear. It is clear. Yes. Yeah, that, at that, least that, in our world, in our world, it should right? be clear. Yeah, so, so, so that I know if I believe in this message, I can be made. Believe right. in the Lord Jesus be, Christ, and you will be saved. I will right? be saved. Yeah. But it, but it also unites that the mission is not just something that then I keep living my life like normal. Maybe That's I give right. a little bit more money so that the missionaries can do the mission. That's right. It's actually that you're brought into this cause. That's you're brought right. into this. You you are now a participant in with God in That's His mission right. to right. love and serve and seek and save. That's right. And so bringing those two things together, I think, is really it's helpful. It's a helpful paradigm. Amen. I, 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 we don't want to minimize the individual salvation and conversion of sinners. Christ yeah. died for sinners, right? Uh, for who I am foremost, Paul said. When we uh, become a Christian, you know, we've been crucified with Christ, yet I no longer live the life I live. I live by faith in the Son of God who died me and gave himself for me. These are biblical truths, right? But at the same time, God has a people. God has a mission. He has a presence. Uh, he 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 will go with you in your vocation, in your workplace. I'm an engineer. Uh, the missionary does the good work for the kingdom. No, the engineer does kingdom work by living a life as an engineer in his workplace and for the glory of God, designing safe and beautiful things unlike this submarine uh, going down mm. to see the Titanic, apparently. Good grief. And that, that God will use each of us and that our lives, when we're saved, become part of the community of said people who are about the mission and glory of God in the earth. And that cause includes things like justice, yeah. includes things like serving and helping people in need, right? And it includes like more than just singing songs on Sunday morning. I love I love what the late uh, Dr. Tim Keller said. Look, he, he says the, the amazing love we have to speak, it has to be like the chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee, right? Yeah. The individual conversion is what animates us, reanimates it, raises us from the dead into mission, which is sacrificial. 
it is service oriented. It is hard to love and serve people. It is hard to bring up, uh, repent of your sins and be saved, each one of you, in the Lord Je- name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's hard to confront people in that way, but the power of God calls us into it, and not just alone. We have That's the right. honor to do this, do this together. That's right. And this this idea of of mission, like you mentioned, reconnects to to the fact that not every cause, not every you know ideal that someone feels called, you know, I want to be part of this thing. Not everyone is legitimate or good, but almost all causes that people are really passionate about do find some sort of kernel of, of kingdom in them, right? Yeah. Like justice, love, um, service. I, you know, want to make my neighborhood better, whatever yeah. those sorts of things are. And so, so being able to say, Hey, you know, that thing that you're really passionate about, that's right. That there's actually something even better than that. That's right. It is a connection. It is, yeah. it is an overlapping with the story of God, with that person's story. And look, we believe that whatever whatsoever comes to pass, that God has ordained it. Right. We believe in the sovereignty of yeah. God. We, you and I, both probably believe in some sort of divine providence. Yes. Probably even meticulous divine providence that God orders the world. Yep. That that these things are not accidental. So if God is at work saving a person through the gospel, and you meet them. And they have this connection point to the big story of the gospel. We ought to follow that. We'll talk more about that mm. next week when mm. we talk about why we should listen to people. But here's the beauty, Jesse. The story of God, creation, fall, redemption, and kingdom, that big story of the Bible, intersects with the story of little old us, right? Yeah. Little old person on the world. And so for us, um, in sharing the gospel, we need to know the story of God, but also we, we can share our testimony with people. Uh, in order to share the gospel, super effective. In fact, my wife is funny, man. She's like, she grew up in church, right? Um, she learned the scriptures from her youth that would make her wise for salvation, yeah. and she became a Christian. So if she meets someone who's kind of a church person who's struggling, who's out from the, she shares her testimony. And if she meets some heathen person who was you know, not a Christian, not around church, so she shares my testimony. And uh, she she jokes all the time, like when she's traveling or something, yeah, I, share, I met this person, I shared your testimony with them. <laughs> they were really intrigued. And even I've heard my own son say, you yeah. know, how much he appreciates the testimony his he and his siblings are living. Yeah. But he, he likes to know my story yeah. of how God intersected uh, my life. And I think when you're sharing with other people, we should share with how uh, God impacted our lives. And this is some simple stuff, right, that you and I learned years ago uh, of a way that you can share your story with others. Yeah, when we were, when I was on staff at the campus ministry, we would, we were trained in this way, trained our student leaders in this way. We actually do the same thing now when we're, when we have testimonies at baptisms at church, same, yeah. same exact format. Mm-hmm. Really what we're asking people to share, and I add a fourth thing, which I'll mention in a minute, but three things before Christ. So, and this doesn't have to just be like, oh, my life was terrible. Yeah. It, you know, just what was your life like? What were the things that, that in other words, you, you were drawn to Jesus because there were things in your life that were just missing or that, you know, were, were broken and that you were going, I, I, or the I, things you, you were know, trusting and worshiping were oh, not I was, working. I was giving my down. life to this thing and this thing was a bad God. That's right. Um, so before Christ, second, how you met Jesus, yeah. how you entered into a relationship with Jesus, uh, where where did you hear the gospel? How did you hear the gospel? And that could be from, I had a good family who taught me the faith. Absolutely. From my youth. There's too much despising and too much 
a lifting up of like, oh, yeah, I was a drug dealer yeah. and shooting fentanyl in my face and I got <laughs> saved, right? And, and yet, yet we shouldn't just exalt that stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. thank God for everyone who gets saved. And by far, the, there will be a myriad upon myriad of myriad more people in the faith because they one generation yeah. proclaimed your goodness to the next. Right? That's right. Through That's the, right. Through the family, the most powerful evangelistic force in the history of the world. Designed That's right. by God. Yeah. That's right. And then the third thing. So how you met Jesus, how you encountered him and believed the gospel. And the third is how he, how Jesus is impacting your life now. So again, you're, you're kind of doing it before and after in a yeah. sense. Yeah. And I, I, I do want to emphasize with folks that this doesn't, it's not just all bad, all good. Right. right. You know, um, we, we're not, we're not saying, Hey, and if you believe Jesus, you also will never get sick again, right, you know, right. but, but it is, you, you want to be, you're, you're that's giving testimony. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. But in the same way that like, if I ate a great meal, that's right. I want to describe the meal. I have a great savior. I have a relationship with God through Jesus. And so I want to share about what that does for me, what how, how that affects me. The fourth thing, and this is just really, it kind of fits in the second thing, but I just want to, I tell folks all the time, if you're sharing your testimony, it's the perfect opportunity to actually give a clear and simple gospel presentation. That's right. So how did I get to know Jesus? Well, my parents shared the gospel with me. Hey, that's a great time Which to say, means, my parents yeah. shared this with me. Yeah. Because yeah. again, as pe- people give you a lot of passport to tell tell your story. That's right. And that's a it's not it's not a Trojan horse where you're sneaking it in, but you are kind of saying, well, as long as I've got this passport to share my story. Yeah. Part of my story is I heard this particular message. That's right. And so that that's often a way to share. It's embedded. It's embedded right? into yeah. the story. Yeah. Amen. Don't assume. Don't assume when Amen. you tell someone. And then I heard the gospel. They have any idea what you mean? Yeah, and and we might even say, you know, at that point we said, then I realized that my story intersected with God's yeah. story, and my purpose for a future is a future and a hope because I'm in covenant with Him. Amen. Is is beautiful. So no God story, gospel diamond. We'll put a lot in the show notes. If you go to the website, guys, there'll be a lot of this stuff in there this time. I'm gonna put some uh, detailed notes, and then finally, as we share with others. Um, and this isn't a, a training per se, guys, but you know, if you want us to come to your church and do an evangelistic culture training, we do that, right? There are different themes in the gospel, uh, in the Bible, that connect to the different stories of others. And this is going to be a bridge between this, this episode and the next mm. one, Jesse, of why we need to listen well to people. Because when we listen well to people, we're going to hear something about their story and who they are, what, what makes them tick, what makes ticks them off. Um, and there are many themes in, in the gospel, in the Bible, that talk about the gospel, right? I'm, I'm just going to give you a dozen really quick. I'm not going to detail these. Again, I'll put these in the show notes. These are gospel themes. I call them a dozen or so gospel themes in honor of Alvin Plantiga's essay, A Dozen or So Theistic Proofs. Philosophy nerds out there know what that is. If not, just ignore that. Uh, these are themes in the Bible that talk about the good news. Revolution, right? Jesus overcame the authority of sin, Satan, death, and hell. Liberation, Jesus came to set captive people free. Kingdom, Jesus came to bring a different rule and reign than the rule and reign we see in maybe politics. Mm. Suffering, Jesus suffered for us and suffers with us. Unity, reconciliation, and relationship. By grace, Jesus brings us back into the relationship with the Father, reconciles us to live in union with Him. Family, God is Father. We are daughters and sons and brothers and sister in His family. Adoption, God intentionally chooses and adopts sinful kids. Uh, birth, new birth, new life, right? New slate, clean slate, new life because God births it in us. There's judicial, right? This is a huge theme in, in the gospel. God forgives the guilty 
by grace at great cost to himself, substituting himself for us, the center of the gospel. Uh, farming, right? You meet some rural rural friends, right? If they're farmers or they're people of the land, like hunting and fishing mm. and things like that. There's so many beautiful metaphors uh, for the gospel that God plants seeds that grow in us and he appoints us to bear fruit in our lives. Uh, 11, darkness and light. We can now see, right? God brings light to a dark world through Jesus, who's the light of the world. I was once blind, but now I see the church shines his light into darkness, and then certainly something that we all experience, both death and life. These are Mm. uh, themes in the gospel that Jesus did not come simply to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live now and forevermore. He overcomes death, brings promise, resurrection, and eternal life for us. Now, when you think about these themes, and we'll put them in the show notes, we need to think what connects best today with people and culture in your metro area, in your city, your town, your campus, your school. What do you think connects with particular individual lost friends and their life circumstances? Yeah. Particular religious narratives. If you have an Islamic friend, a Hindu friend, secular friend, a pride friend, what connects with your own heart? These gospel themes then can be bridges to get to where we talk about Jesus dying for sin and us repenting, turning from sin and self, and then putting our trust and faith in Jesus. Mm. Hey, one more thing, if you if you don't mind me adding one thing here, Reed. I don't know if there's a question or not, but... But um, when I think about those 12 themes or so, dozen or so themes, which really you could go more. I was yeah, thinking yeah. there's more that you could put in there. A dozen or so, we could put more um, in there, yeah. You know, that, that it's so important. I'm glad we're going we're gonna to go there in terms of listening and figuring out what connects. Maybe, maybe just regionally, my, my culture that I'm living in, my particular lost friend and neighbor or family member. Um, but the, the one thing I want to add to that is, what is it that, and you put this in there, what connects with your heart? Um, you know, I think the more that, that we love Jesus, the more we want to talk about him, the more we love the gospel, the more we want to yeah. talk about it. It's like, again, like a good meal or music or movie. I want to talk about yeah. Guardians 3. I was, yeah. Here's some themes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like if someone is really passionate about something, even if it's not my thing, yeah. I want to hear. That's right. Now there's a certain point and where I'm like, be more likely to share. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, the, so right. So, if I feel like I don't have to share something that isn't that I don't care about, but I'm like, well, I ought to share this. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But if I'm like, oh, 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 let me talk to you about how Drax, yeah. you know, related to these little girls, and yeah, you know, became you oh, realize he's a, he's a daddy, you know. Yeah, anyway, Drax a good given, dad, given away, right? but yeah. but like if if there are things, themes, or even just sort of part of my own story with Jesus, or or even just because I'm reading the Bible regularly, yeah. I'm just reading about Jesus, and I'm I'm praying right. Like the more that I'm connected in my heart to this thing, oh, I want to talk to you about adoption. We've adopted yeah. adoption. So, like, if I'm really passionate about it, there's a good chance that that, that passport's going to be there. Like, oh, I want to hear what That's this right. guy loves this. That's right. That's right. And how do you get to know these themes? Well, reading the scripture, being discipled in a local church, growing mm-hmm. in grace over time, and then actively uh, living amongst people, sharing your life and sharing the gospel. Jesse, I'm going to close with a quote uh, to close out this donkey section of uh, Asseldar, Asseldar among share share. This is a quote by a man named Tim Chester. From, he's from England. He wrote a book called A Meal with Jesus, Discovering Grace, Community, and Mission Around the Table. And his whole thing is like, hey, eat, eat food with people and talk about Jesus, yeah. right? This is kind of what Jesus did too. And I'll, I'll close with this as our final word. Practicing hospitality in our post-Christian world means that you develop thick skin 
The hospitable meet people as strangers, invite them to become neighbors, and by God's grace, many will go on to become part of the family of God. This transition from stranger to neighbor to family does not happen naturally, but only with intention and grit and sacrifice and the blessing of God. The Gospel Underground is a podcast produced in partnership with the Bonhoeffer House. Review us on iTunes. More importantly, get out there, share your life, share yeah. the gospel. Yep. Send your comments, feedback, questions that you might want us to take up at info at gospelunderground.org. That's info at gospelunderground.org. We're dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture. And we really do hope to see you out there. Peace. <laughs>